I am Derek Altham, and I have the privilege of being the Director of Events and Development for Randall House and D6. And we're excited that you're with us. This is Dr. Danny Kahn. He is the Director of Special Projects, but here at the Vertical 3 Conference and CTS Ministry Expo, Danny is the CTS Coordinator. Um, and part of my job as the Vertical 3 Director, we kind of work hand in hand, and um, Danny does a lot to make the puzzle of CTS go off. Um, and so we're not here to talk about necessarily the nuts and bolts of how we put on the CTS Ministry Expo. What we're here to talk about this morning is how valuable the ministry of CTS and uh, the CTS Ministry Expo can be in connecting the church and the home to do generational discipleship. And so we're excited that you're here with us and we're gonna get started, but I wanna pray and then we'll jump into our content, okay? Uh, Lord, thank you for this morning. Thank you for these awesome, awesome people, Lord, who have chosen to be here this morning. I pray your blessings upon them. I pray your blessings on our time that we would all learn from one another. Lord, that we would be uh, good stewards of our time. And Lord, that you would um, use this time we have together, Lord, to make us passionate about equipping the church to equip the home to do faith at home. And we just give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. So the first thing we want to talk about this morning, we're going to kind of trade back and forth on what we're doing here, is what is Vertical 3, okay? What is the Vertical 3 specifically, all right? And, I, and we've created this graphic here to kind of show you a little bit um, about what Vertical 3 is, because sometimes when people think about Vertical 3, they think about what happens at the National Convention every year with the, with the, with the conference that involves preschool and it involves kids worship, it involves four, five, six, it involves V3 Teen, but it really encompasses so much more. Vertical 3, our mission is to help students discover their talents, develop their leadership, and dedicate their hearts for faithful service to God. And underneath that umbrella includes various things that all of these things make up what is Vertical 3. It's the youth evangelistic team, students that are chosen um, after at the end of the CTS Ministry Expo every year to be the next year's youth evangelistic team. It involves the Buck a Week offering, which we'll take tonight in V3 Teen and in, uh, in the other services to help support one NAM and one I Am missionary every year. It involves the Truth and Peace Student Leadership Conference, where students can apply and they become kind of the staff. We have a wonderful Truth and Peace student in the back. Um, and another component of what is Vertical 3 is obviously the CTS Ministry Expo. Um, it allows students across the country to participate in competitive activities at the V3 Conference, which is where we're at, as a fun way to encourage study and proficiency across many different disciplines. So that is in a nutshell of CTS is not something separate from what we do. It's part of Vertical 3. And these are the values of Vertical 3. So all these things that we're doing that you just saw on the previous slide, these are the values that we, we place on them, that obviously the Bible is the Word of God, right? That's ultimately what we want to convey to students, is that the Bible is the Word of God, that no one is too young to be used by God, right? We have students who are training in truth and peace, who, who, are, who are the staff of the conference, We've got preschoolers that we're investing in. We've got kindergartners who are learning Bible memorization all the way up through high school. We want to start at as early age 
showing students that they can develop, develop those leadership abilities, they can use their talents, and they can dedicate their hearts to the Lord no matter how old they are. And honestly, we don't have time this morning, but statistics would say the earlier we can get them, the better we are. Because the reality is once they hit about 18 years old, the statistics really plummet on the percent that really start dedicating themselves to the Lord. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Leadership training is valuable for everybody. We are involved in God's global mission around the world. Family, this is a great equation for you to always remember. Family plus church equals discipleship. Family plus church equals discipleship. Standing for God, which is vertical three, standing for God may mean standing against the culture. You may be different from everybody else. You may be castigated. You may be persecuted. You may miss out on opportunities because sometimes standing for God means standing against culture. And obviously, the, one of the things that we really, really emphasize in Truth and Peace specifically is leading is serving. Leading is serving. So before Danny comes to do kind of a brief history of the CTS Ministry Expo, we're really today, for the purpose of this seminar, going to be focused on that value, that equation, that family plus the church equals discipleship, because that's really the heartbeat of CTS Ministry Expo. I'm going to just buzz through this real quickly because I don't want to get bogged down on this part, but I do think it's valuable to have the information to know the CTS program has been a long-standing program. It's, it's had some uh, previous names before this. Uh, 2018 marked the 50th Free Will Baptist National Youth Conference. That's what we've called it most of my lifetime. But while the modern conference started 55 years ago now, uh, the story goes back more than a century. In 1850, that's, that's, you know, we think the 1900s are the Dark Ages, but even 1850, Northern Free Will Baptists established the Society of Free Will Baptist Young People. And then around the turn of the century, the name was later changed to the Advocates of Christian Fidelity. And that was the kind of, you know, they, we don't use those kind of words today, but that was what they called it. And then in 1920, it became the Free Will Baptist League. And some of you may have heard of the League. Some of you may even participated in the League. But some of you may have. But following the 19th, or at least, you know, you've got people who, you know somebody who may have. But following the 1935 organizational meeting of the National Association of Free Will Baptists, the league became an official board of the denomination. And WNAC was instrumental in promoting the youth program in the early days. And just like with our missions program, the WNAC started a lot of these uh, ministries that we have today that are full-fledged agencies and they would start it and pass it off to somebody else and start another one. And so uh, we owe a lot to, to the ladies of the denomination that have helped launch uh, many of the programs that we have today. Uh, but the WNAC in 1962 and the Free Will Baptist League sponsored a teen banquet and youth rally. It included singing, sword drill, Bible bowl, and preaching. A couple years later, Children's Rally was added, and it included preschoolers and elementary age kids. In 1964, the name of the League Board was changed to the Church Training Board and Church Training Service, and CTS was launched. CTS literally stands for Church Training Service, and at the, at the time, it was the idea, it was, a, it was Church Training Service. 
Today we kind of use those same words, but emphasize them in a different way. Church, training, and service. As if, if there are three different uh, actions and activities of what we're doing. Uh, the league director, uh, Samuel Johnson, became the first director of the CTS department, and Sam was also the director of the Hillmont Engineers. Uh, it was a leadership development and service program. And then the National Youth Conference is first mentioned in conjunction with the 1968 National Convention in Oklahoma City. In 72, Malcolm Fry added the Music and Arts Festival. You see, this keeps building. We keep adding to it, adding to it, building on it, and building on it. Jim Lothern became the director of the NYC in 1983, and he shaped much of what you see today. He is the one who developed uh, Truth and Peace. He also in, uh, created the youth evangelistic team in 1988. Uh, Dean Jones served as the director of the Student and Children's Ministry from 92 to 2006, which brings us into the 21st century. Uh, in 2012, the name was changed to Vertical 3, recognizing the dedication and determination of the three Hebrew teens who stood against their culture and valued their faithfulness to God above their own lives. And if you think about it, these three young Hebrew men were taken away from their homes as teenagers. And all of the training that they got was what they received at home in their early days. And yet, it was sufficient for them to stand up against the most powerful nation in the world, being threatened, do what we tell you to do or we're going to kill you. And if you do what you, we tell you to do, we're going to give you all these perks and all these benefits. And yet, they had enough determination and enough confidence in God that they received from home, just during their elementary and young, young years, they said, no, we're going to stand for God. And that's really what we expect to accomplish through Vertical 3. Uh, again, not doing it on our own, working with the church and the home, equipping the church to equip the home and provide programs and encouragement to be able to accomplish this. So while the programming and structure has changed over the years, the commitment to discipleship and training has remained a constant goal. Vertical 3 exists to help students discover their talents, develop their leadership, and dedicate their hearts for faithful service. So if you've got a program already at your church that's doing all this, then CTS is redundant. But more than likely, what CTS is offering is an organized program that can plug into what you're already doing to encourage elementary kids all the way through high school to learn scripture and find ways to develop their talents in music and art and drama and do all of these things in the church on a regular basis, not just when it comes around time to prepare for the national. Now, the goal is use this stuff on a regular basis, be involved, have a song maybe once a month that you're doing. And then when it comes time for a competition, I say, okay, which one is the one that we feel most uh, positive about that we want to take the competition and just pull that up and, and take it. Uh, it's not just preparing for the, the annual event. It's preparing for ongoing regular ministry. And since 2013, the Vertical 3 Conference has been under the direction of the events department, and of which Derek is the, the director now. 
One of the things we like to say at Randall House in D6 is discipleship is not an event. It's a way of life. And so when we're talking about getting your churches and your families and your ministries involved in CTS, it's not so that we can say, and this is fine to a certain degree, our church is the best at Bible memorization. Or look, our church will sword drill you to death like we got you, all right? Or, hey, our art's better than your art. No, it's not. The goal of CTS and Vertical 3 and what Danny just talked about in that rich history, a history of credibility, really, is that it, it's, it can be a program that you can implement into your ministry and, and, and put in the hands of your parents to help them see that, hey, what happens at church needs to continue to happen at home so that we can continue to pass our faith on to the next generation. There's some recent research um, that's, that's going to be seen in an upcoming book that we have coming out with D6 Family Ministry. Uh, the president and CEO of Awana, his name is Matt Markins. Some of you may know Matt. Matt actually at one point in time was on the Randall House and D6 team, and he is now the president and CEO of Awana. We have a book coming out by him. Danny, what's the title of that, the title of that book? Yeah, you put me on the spot. Sorry, something for the leaders. Or <laughs> I'll, for, I'll pull that up. For the moment. faith of the leaders or something like that. I should have known that. That's, that's on me. Um, and and he, he unpacks two different things for us. Did you already change it for me? Look at you, bro. That the most catalytic factor in forming lasting faith is loving, caring, adult relationships. So why is the CTS Ministry Exo so important? First of all, because it will engage them with a loving, caring adult. Now, honestly, let's just be real, okay? In a, in a utopia world where everything's perfect, this loving, caring adult relationship is with whom? Mom and dad, mom and dad right? It's, it's mom and dad sitting down and investing and hiding God's word in the heart of young people. But let's be real. My parents divorced when I was nine, Okay. My dad left our home. My dad is not a believer. We have a, a fractured relationship at best, even as a 41-year-old, right? But I'm going to tell you what, my mama loves Jesus, and she had us in church. And my mom is one of those loving, caring adults who have, put, have helped form lasting faith in me. But, but when my dad was missing, guess what, y'all? There were people in my home church in Newcastle, Indiana, First Bible Free Will Baptist Church that I call that I can call to this day because they were a loving, nurturing, caring adult in my life who helped form faith in me. It's the church and the home working together to pass faith to the next generation. Another catalytic factor in um, uh, in doing lasting faith and, and why CTS is important. It goes, so think about this factor, number one, compared with, in, in conjunction with this one, the most foundational factor in forming lasting faith is consistent Bible engagement. Now you're like, Derek, we came to a seminar at 9 a.m. on Tuesday morning for you to give me duh information, right? Duh, we're Christians, we should be engaging with the Bible, right? Right? We should be engaging with the Bible on a regular basis. Well, can I just tell you? Statistics are saying that's not happening. And if we want to build lasting faith 
in the hearts of the young people of our denomination, you can use CTS to do that. We must do that if we want their faith to last. And Danny's going to go through some of that research for us. And that title of the book is The Faith of Our Children, I was Eight close. Timely Research Insights for Discipling the Next Generation. That's why I'm He's the director of special projects, and which books. is books. Right. I'm events and development, okay? You would think, since I work with books, I should have known that title, but right now, since I'm working coming with out, him on it. Coming out this fall. It is in, coming out in September. Uh, the Faith of Our Children. And, and by the way, just we'll give you an email address. You yeah. ask for an e you send us an email and we'll send you this slide presentation that has all these notes yeah, in absolutely. it. Here is some other way. Yep. Th this research really is, when I first read this, this really blew me away. Research shows that when people are engaged in Scripture one or two times a week, such as Bible reading during the, the Sunday sermon or a midweek Bible lesson, two times a week, there is no significant impact on their thoughts and behavior. A small effect is observed when a person is engaged in Scripture three times a week. But when a person is engaged in Scripture four times a week, the result is astounding. Feeling lonely drops 30%. Anger issues drop 32%. Bitterness in relationships drops 40%. Alcoholism drops 57%. Sex outside of marriage drops 68%. Feeling spiritually stagnant drops 60%. Viewing pornography drops 61%. And here are the two positive things. Sharing the faith jumps 200%. And discipling others jumps 230%. That's the power of four. And that's what this... Uh, Scientific evidence for the power of four is where this research came from. And it is amazing just how much a difference four times a week makes. And if you just come to church, even if you come Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, you're not getting to that fourth event that makes such a significant difference. People who engage the Bible one to three days a week indicate basically the same effect on their personal lives as those who don't engage at all. The deceptive reality is that they can feel good about their activity without any sustainable results, and they think they're being good Christians, but their lives are no different than the people who aren't Christians at all. And that's from Jeff Martin of Lifeway Research, who uh, helped put together some follow-up on this research that we just added. Uh, the situation goes right along with the rise of what's been identified as moral therapeutic deism. It's, it's something that is happening in our world where basically people are being taught to be moral, uh, they're taught to be good neighbors, but they don't know Jesus. And sadly, some Sunday school curricular publishers are commercially motivated mm. to provide what these churches are wanting. And they result in what's been called a Bible light strategy. Uh, which emphasizes ver values, virtues, and morals, and character from the Bible in a way that's unrooted from the gospel. It's not always inaccurate, but it's incomplete. Hmm. Good character is not the goal of a Christian. 
It's the byproduct of a life surrendered and cultivated in Christ Jesus. Now that, that's a quote from Matt Markins and Sam Luce. But these curriculum tell Bible stories but avoid Bible doctrine. They focus more on how a student feels and follows a me-centered approach, which they're really just moving further into progressive Christianity. Uh, that's capital P, progressive. And there's just a lot of things going on in our world, even in the Christian world, that makes it that much more important that we're paying attention, not only what we're doing in Sunday school, but what we're doing at home and in the other days of the week. Uh, and we're providing a curriculum that does encourage the at-home aspect and the CTS program ties in with it. We try to take what's being taught in Sunday school and bring it into the CTS program so it's not just here and here and here, it's more like it's punch, 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 the same thing over and over and over again, reinforcing what they've, they've studied in Sunday school and bringing it into the, the Bible program. So how many of you in here are senior pastors? Raise your hand. Okay, several of you, okay. How do you think it would transform your church if the people in your church start engaging with the Bible four days a week? That transform your church? Okay, let me ask you a different question. How do you think it would impact the families of your church if mom and dad went home and engaged with their children four times a week in Scripture? This, the, the evidence is overwhelming, right? Because the goal for us is to impart lasting faith into the next generation. And we do that through the presence of those nurturing, loving, caring adults, which is you as pastors and youth pastors and parents and sponsors and youth volunteers. Some of the, some of the people who have invested the most in me were not formal, full-time staff members at a local church. And you know the way they did it? They showed me Scripture... And they modeled scripture in front of me. And the reality is, we're not trying to add something else to our everyday busy schedules. We're trying to invite God into what the, the rhythm of our already everyday life. Some of the most impactful things for me happened when my pastor, who his name's Mike Edwards, he now lives in South Carolina, and he's my Paul in the ministry, okay? I could call him right now and say, Mike Edwards, I need you, and he would be here. He, he wouldn't like schedule, hey, all right, Derek, we are going to sit in my office and we are going to have intentional discipleship time. That is not how it worked. It was, hey, bro, I'm going to go run some errands. You want to tag along with me today? And those conversations in the car. Or he's, he's like, hey, man, like, I'm, I'm going to go visit Miss Opal in the hospital. You want to go with me? Yes, I do. I hate hospitals, but yes, I do. Why? Because he was a loving, caring, nurturing adult in my life who was investing in me with Scripture. And listen, I know you came here thinking about, man, they're going to tell me about hows and twos with CTS. This, it, that is the how and two of CTS. And so what we did, we thought would be really neat. Danny sent out an email to some of our denominational leaders. And we just asked them a simple question. If you participate in CTS, so we're talking denominational leaders here, okay? And pastors throughout our denomination. How has CTS made an impact on, you, on different individuals throughout our denomination? Well, first of all, the, the president of Welch College, Matt Pinson, you guys know him, right? He said, um, he, he, he kind of sent a couple different emails. I think he was having issues with his email that day or, or something. But he said, he said he participated in CTS competition for many years. 
beginning for in, in first grade and ending in the spring and summer of his 12th grade year, he says, it was a great spiritual and theological help to me. And he said, it's, all, it's also a good tool um, to use in the home. He said, Melinda and I had our children in CTS, CTS competition every year, and it had a great impact on them, so much so that they are now in their local churches, having graduated college, investing in other students and doing the exact same thing. President, President Matt, Matt Pinson. Eric Thompson, he's the editor of One Magazine, right? Um, I'm not going to read you his, he, he's a journalist, so can, you can imagine how long the email. <laughs> Eric, if you're the one editing these recordings, I apologize for that statement. He, he, but, but this is a resounding endorsement. He said, the impact of CTS competitive activities had a profound impact on my discipleship growth, both spiritually and pragmatically. He says, spiritually, and this is it right here, y'all. We, we've already talked about this. CTS sent me into the Word of God. And it pushed me past the basics for a more complex understanding of the unfolding of God's story. That's a pretty big statement, you all. Can I tell you something else he said? And I'm not going to read this whole thing, but I'm going to paraphrase. He said, honestly, too, CTS taught me how to lose. And he said, because once I got grown and I got into ministry and it started facing adversities and disappointments and things, he goes, I could really, as I sit here and think back as he's typing, I had a conversation with him. He was like, I could think about ways that I was disappointed when all my hard work for CTS and I got second or I got third. He said he competed back then. You could compete in college. I think we don't do that anymore. Okay. He's, he competed from a young kid all the way through college and he won one time. Like, well, Eric, you didn't do a very good job. But anyway, but, but I think that's a really important component to this. That's Eric Thompson um, from One Magazine. We, we would probably lose our jobs if I didn't tell you the testimony of Dr. Ron Hunter. He's our boss. Um, no, I'm teasing. He said he participated in sword drill, art, and tic-tac-toe. He said, without a doubt, I still know numerous verses and understand like the books of the Bible, the order and the insights as a result. So since you know what he just said, from the time that he was a kid, he hid God's word in his heart and it's having lasting effects on him now as a 50 some year old man, CEO of Randall House and D6. I think one of my favorite testimonies, and it literally is like a book. So I'm not gonna read all of it to you. Comes from Elizabeth Hodges. Some of you know who that is, right? She used to be the, the, the director of WNAC. She's now retired. And she wrote, a, I almost, if you want this, our email addresses will be in the end. I will send you her endorsement. Um, but the first thing she said, she says, when I competed in sword drill, it started with my mom and dad doing it with me at home. And then she talks about this, pro, I mean, it's a really extensive process. But, but the, one of the things that she emphasizes is how it wasn't just like a, we're going to study this so that we can go to the national and whip everybody and win CTS. She said over and over throughout her thing that it was, they were taking what they were doing at church, they were studying at home, they were bringing it to the national, and we're talking, there is a, a hero of, of faith individuals in her email 
that you would know if I started naming their names that were in this ministry that went on to have literally made a gospel impact around the world for the cause of Jesus Christ. And it's not because CTS is this great program. It's because you have individuals who are loving and caring and wanting to put faith in the hearts of kids for, for generations to come who use the Bible to bring deep engagement. You see the connection? And so to kind of, Danny's going to go through a few quick things on how you as a parent or a coach or a church can get involved CTS. And you guys be thinking of some questions or comments. We'll take some of those at the end as well to give you some contact info. Okay, and this is the part, I'll keep going in the right direction. This is just a list of some of the, of the Bible activities. We've got the mu a full-fledged music and arts program uh, that covers everything you can imagine. And that's, that's valuable too, and I'm not trying to, to downgrade that. But I just want to go over the Bible stuff. First of all, in Bible memorization, there's over 614 verses of Scripture from kindergarten to 12th grade, plus the books of the Bible that are covered. Uh, so it's not just for little kids, but it can't all be done at church. All you can do at church is test it. How well are you doing? And you can reward it. Oh, you're doing really good and, and we're recognizing it. It has to be done at home. And if you give your parents this list of verses, you probably can't see that, but in the competition guidelines book, there's just a section of passages for each grade. It's you know, just four or five, maybe six different passages that they can work on for the entire year. And it's, we try to make it, make it so that it's kind of age graded. You know, you got the, the easier stuff when you're starting out in kindergarten and on first through first grade, second grade. But then as it goes through, it gets a little longer, a little harder. But we've got students that have done it every year and have done marvelously with it. And I remember verses today from what I studied when I was in sixth and seventh, uh, well, six, seven, eight year, years old in CTS. When I was teaching in a school, we would memorize a passage every day, every month. I got pretty good. I can still kind of stumble through some of those verses. Most of them haven't stuck as well. But the verses that I learned in elementary school through CTS, I still have. It's just, there's just something beneficial and something stronger about learning them early. It just gets drilled into our brain uh, deeper and stays stronger. But uh, around 2009, uh, an educator from Georgia, uh, and I'm sorry that I can't remember his name, but he, he recommended that we add group memorization because as it was, we were taking the best person who could memorize and competing them against everybody in their class and nobody wanted to go up against that one guy that just had it all down. But if you're standing up there by that person, by that girl or that guy that gets it all, then you're encouraged because, oh yeah, if I don't remember it, they're going to remember it. And so we've added group memorization, which actually just makes the memorization even stronger. So you can have the individual memorization, but then you can also have the group memorization. And with the group memorization, you pick your three passages of Scripture. Uh, in the individual, 
you memorize the whole block, and then we, at the competition, you know, the MC says, okay, memorize and recite this passage. But with the group memorization, you can go ahead and pick your favorite three and work on them either in complete unison recitation or in maybe a choral recitation. You can, you know, you can do some creative things with it and make it more fun and more interesting even. So that's one, another factor uh, with the group memorization. Then we also have the Bible Millionaire. Uh, the Bible Millionaire is a game that is designed for fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. It draws from the Bible material that they cover in Scripture uh, in, the, in their Sunday school lesson. Uh, and it's, it's just a, a, a multiple choice game. Uh, they'll ask a, a Bible question and then throw up four options. And the first time we did it, you know, we wrote the questions and the kids were coming up and out, out of a 25 question game, uh, we were having tie, a whole lot of ties with everybody getting it all. And so they were getting 24 and 25 answers. I'm like, okay, we gotta make these questions a little harder. And so we started having to make the questions a little harder because the kids were, were nailing it. And it's, it's, it's not just Bible trivia. It's, we try to teach in some, some Bible philosophy uh, and some, some way of uh, some Bible doctrine even in those games. Yeah, we, Danny, if I could say, Go ahead. part of the millionaire too, we, we take questions from the Free Will Baptist Catechism. Yeah, yeah, it's an it's a intensive uh, just Bible question and, and Bible answer that they can memorize. It also pulls from their Bible memorization that they've used in uh, first through sixth grade. So we reinforce what they've been uh, studying all along. When you get up into high school, junior high and high school, you get into the tic-tac-toe and Bible bowl. And in the tic-tac-toe and Bible bowl questions, we have put these apologetics questions. So you can see the, the, the three-year cycle. Uh, all of these questions are being discussed. And there's apologetics questions that are written about creation, existence of God, gender issues, all these, these things. And so each year they're going to get a, you know, several hundred questions that they read the question and here's the answer. And they're being equipped to be able to answer these questions when they're at school too. And they're getting this information about what do I think, why is there suffering? Why does, why is, why does evil exist? How do you explain uh, if God is good, bad things happen? And so these questions are built into the tic-tac-toe and Bible bowl material as well as the full study of Scripture. Over the six-year cycle, three years in tic-tac-toe, three years in Bible Bowl, we cover every book of the Bible, obviously not every chapter, but we do cover the highlights of, we cover most books and the highlights of, of the others, so that the entire Bible is covered in a six-year cycle in junior high and high school. And then here is also the, the Bible Bowl study cycle. These are the questions that are asked, the books that are studied in those. And in tic-tac-toe, junior high level, here's the question, here's the answer. Here's the question, here's the answer. The, you know, that, that type of, of response uh, thinking that is at their age level. You get up into high school, there's only about 100 questions that we give them initially. After that, 
they study this material. And then the questions that are asked come from everything they have learned in Sunday school, everything they've learned in church services, everything they've learned in their own Bible reading, for whatever, they're, they're, they're just, they're general knowledge questions. They're not a recite this answer. So it's a, it's a lot more higher level learning uh, that's used in this uh, age level. And all of the, this session, we've spent the first part of it showing you all the philosophy and the foundation behind it. Because we want you to know there's been a lot of thinking gone into this whole program. A lot of educators have, have had their hands on this and are shaping it to the best that they can to do not only educationally and pedagogically a good you know, foundation, but philosophically on, on scripture and the theology is solid. Additional benefits. You get to meet missionaries and other heroes of the faith. How many of you uh, through this week have, have met uh, missionaries that you've maybe seen their picture on a card that you've been praying for and yet this week you or your children have been able to meet them? Uh, that's one of the things some of the uh, programs are doing. Uh, they've got a, a game that you go around and, and get missionary signatures just to introduce yourself to them. It's just one of the games of the, that some of the coaches, uh, or is, is it Steve doing it? it? It's one of the children's, it's one of the children's ministry uh, uh, leaders. Truth and Peace Student Leadership Conference. We have literally thousands of leaders across our denomination that are involved with this leadership training. They, they involved, were involved with it as, as teens, and now they're involved in leadership today, whether it's pastoring a church, leading a ministry, or just being involved in leadership in their home. And it is an opportunity for them to learn how to use their service uh, and have that attitude of, I'm here to serve, I'm here to help. We also have the youth evangelistic team. The youth evangelistic team is chosen from among the top scorers at the national in competition in music and they get to travel to churches and, and make a, a ministry presentation. But what's really special about this group, all of these kids, all of these teenagers are very talented and they're probably the most talented person in their church and they're used to coming up and somebody handing them a mic and, and they do their thing. When they come to the youth evangelistic training, they have to learn how to set up the mics and put together the sound system. And they're being taught by coaches who, uh, who are music and ministry professionals explaining, you are talented, but God gave you this gift, not for your glory, but for his. And it's not just all about you and you come up on the stage and do your thing and go off. No, you've got to learn how to do the behind the scenes part and you've got to take a part. And also you're among a group of other people that are just as talented as you are, if not better. And you're learning how to work together with a group of talented, creative people. And then 
Free Will Baptist Colleges and Scholarships, you get exposed to all of the different Free Will Baptist Colleges. And a, a question that I want you to, to answer in your mind, where did you meet your spouse? Okay, I met my wife at college. And it's quite often that wherever you go to college, that's that stage in life where you're gonna meet your spouse. That's one of the benefits of going to a Free Baptist College, uh, or at least a Christian college, to meet other Christians who are of like mind, of like faith, and develop a, a relationship and make a lifelong relationship and commitment with them. And being involved in the CTS program brings you in connection with your colleges. At a lot of our states, uh, you know, they, they bring their, their students to, to churches uh, and the colleges are there encouraging and, and representing and passing out information. Uh, Tennessee is fortunate to have their state competition at Welch College. They're on campus. Uh, Oklahoma students have their, a lot of times they have their uh, state competition at Randall University. And those are just ways to implant ideas in the student's head. This is my college. That's where I'm going to go. And that, that is a valuable tool. And they also develop lifetime friends, uh, people that just make connections. And I forgot to mention, all of our Free Will Baptist Colleges offer scholarships to uh, D category winners. If you've won in a, a category D, which is uh, the high school category, uh, there's scholarships offered to all of our Free Will Baptist Colleges. But then another benefit is just discovering that Free Will Baptist is bigger than just our local church. Uh, you know, a lot of times we've come from local churches and small churches where, you know, our youth group was five. You know, I grew up, the youth group was me, my brother, sister, and two other people. When we came to the National, there was 5,000 people there, and it was a big event. And, and we realized, okay, Free Will Baptist is bigger than just our small little, little group back home. And that helps you be encouraged, and you, you see more opportunities for ministry, more opportunities for involvement, and just more opportunities to use what God has given you in ways that uh, can... can be useful in ministry, and also be fulfilling. Yeah, so that's it. That's CTS.